This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. And we're happy to say this is episode 400. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's about the extent of everything we're doing to celebrate. Can you believe it? 400 no. episodes. Bwam, bwam, bwam. Yes. That was a, a ham horn. I got that. Kids do that, I yes. think. Uh, 400 episodes. Can you be I, believe it? I think I said, that, I don't remember if I said this last week, but there are projects I've tried and uh, sometimes they just fail uh-huh. and that's fine. Like I tried a book club once. It just didn't go anywhere online. Oh, I remember. It I tried to participate, um, but then I didn't. There you go. That's why it failed. <laughs> and this is one of the ones where it's, I feel it's gotten more fun for us. It's yeah. been awesome feedback by and large. Um, and it's it's been an exciting thing to see progress, and we can keep doing it. It's really fun. That's thanks to everyone listening. Yeah. And we do have an announcement that uh, we hope is interesting to some of you. Yeah. Um, we're going to try something. We wanted to celebrate 400 because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, round numbers. So we, here's, <laughs> here's what we're doing. Um, we are going to start putting out uh-huh. a bonus episode along with our regular podcast, the, uh, a lot of people have sometimes said, we wish you would talk about other issues. A lot everything... of people sometimes say that, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> we try to focus on this podcast on things that are affected by religion, mm-hmm. if not atheism specifically. Mm-hmm. So obviously politics, feminism, uh, racism, a lot LGBTQ of this stuff, rights, yeah. yeah, it factors in because it's affected by religion. Right. And while we don't have a hard ironclad rule about it, we try to stick to those topics mm-hmm. on the show. Um, so there are other things we are interested in. Every time we share one of those stories, I want to be we, clear. There's other things I'm interested in. You have no, I other have interests. no other interest. Whenever <laughs> Jessica talks about other things, everyone gives us really awesome feedback and yes. they really enjoy it. So here's what we're doing. If you give us anything yeah. on Patreon at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Yeah. Three is the minimum. Yeah. Uh, if you give anything on our Patreon channel, you will have access to the same special feed. We usually put uh, ad-free versions of our regular show on there. You will now also get that bonus episode. We're not putting out that bonus episode anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, just a shorter version of this show where we will just talk about stuff that has nothing to do with atheism. Whether it's stuff that's happened in our personal life or like media we're interested in and at what uh, 25. Yeah. And if you are a donor who's like super supporting us at 25 a month, uh, you are invited to give us a topic that you want us to discuss and we'll do our best. And and to be clear, like you get, you say, I want you to read Dune. Uh, We're probably not going (laughs) to read Dune. We both have shit going on in our lives. But if there's something you would like to see us discuss, discuss. that we haven't yet, yeah. bring it on. Yeah, so, and it could be pop culture related, whatever. I'm saying that because Hemant is terrified of uh, of anybody asking him to watch or read anything that he... That's accurate. I'm giving you homework is what I'm doing. Yeah. No, but I, I just think, listen, we... I think it will be a fun addition to this. Because, I don't know, the podcasts I like, what I like is hearing about... I, I like hearing two people who like each other chat. I yeah, find like that each v- other and like other topics and they're passionate yes. about stuff yes. and they have opinions on stuff. I want to be clear. It's now uh, on record that Hemant likes me. So, there you um, go. So yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're going to record our first one tonight. Is it going to be good? 
unclear. <laughs> That's but- what we said about this one 400 episodes ago. <laughs> so who knows? I just want to remind everybody or tell people for the first time that um, Hemant and I uh, developed this podcast at... The Chili's, I believe, across the street from where where I live at present. Not Just to brag. Probably the last time I've been to one. Not to brag. I live near a Chili's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could walk to it if I wanted yeah. to. Um, but I fully bullied Heaven into starting a podcast with me because I love them so much and I wanted to be part of it. And we started as a whoop, as a interview show. Yeah, and we then, did interviews for a while when we were incapacitated or unable to schedule an interview yeah. for whatever reason. We did this, uh-huh. and this became more interesting. It was a chance, like as someone who writes about these issues all the time and talks about it with nobody, Yeah, it was a cool chance to be able to try to see if I can make it make sense mm-hmm. to someone who doesn't pay attention to it day in and day out mm-hmm. and also get like response and feedback. So. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's listening to it. It's been able to grow. And again, the feedback is really positive. It's truly maybe the thing I'm most proud of of yeah. my entire life, which is pathetic because this is a bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, with that in wait, mind. Before we get into yeah. we asked a, we asked people to um, send in their thoughts about 400 episodes. So I have them pulled up. I'm just going to read them uh, intermittently. Yeah, throughout. sure. Give us one. Uh, so the first one I'm going to read is from Angie Lowell, who I met in uh, uh, Louisville. I did a meetup in Louisville recently. And later um, I was visiting my friend. We all went to do karaoke, the kind of karaoke where we were just like trapped in a room together. And Angie, bless her heart, was the only like, podcast listener who tagged along with us in it was like me and my idiot friends and she sat in a tiny karaoke room with all of us as i screamed lady gaga songs certainly (laughs) at her but so angie this is why i i'm grateful for you you put up with a lot of me and my friends um, Angie's favorite episode or her most memorable moment, Heaven, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember episode uh, 286, I think, uh, 226? Oh, that one. Do you remember a woman talking about somebody vomited up the, uh, a, a Catholic person vomited up the uh, communion, communion wafer. wafer. I believe the story there was, yeah, someone vomited it up and there was this like ethical dilemma of, well, this is Jesus. We Ugh. can't just like get rid of it. What do we do with this communion va- wa- uh, wafer that's been... Was it her own wafer that Dude, she... Dude, I don't I remember the details. All I remember is the reaction was, oh, oh God. Oh, no, no, I, no, no, no. I have a pretty gentle like i don't have a terrible gag reflex and that one really got me and then my mother called me and she's like (laughs) jessica i almost threw up in my car listening to your terrible podcast (laughs) she didn't say terrible that's just me but for sure it was horrible horrible thanks for that reminder thanks (laughs) thank you angie hope things are going well in kentucky seems like your state is doing okay i guess it could be. Hey, they have they have Listen, a governor. I fucking love Louisville. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, go All right, ahead. Let's I'm do going some to shit. a story here. Uh, I'm going to read you a part of a press release put out by One Million Moms, which is the one mom. Oh my god, they come up so much. They do. Here's here's the line. Yep. Twix, Twix, Twix crossed a line that they never should have crossed, and in their attempts to please a small percentage of consumers. Twix has committed marketing suicide in the process. 
Here's my question Okay, to you. Twix is one of my top five candy bars. What did Twix do, do you think? Okay. All right. So it's one million moms, and so my brain is immediately thinking, is it something about the... The twigs within a the two twigs within a package are gay married. <laughs> that would be an awesome commercial. Uh, it has nothing to do <laughs> like, with that. Twigs with two little like top hats. Like oh, we're grooms. The, t- the title of the email I got said Twix is promoting quote gender confusion. How how could Twix be promoting gender, gender confusion? Conf- you get one more guess. Confusion. Yes. Gender confusion. Oh. Boy, I genuinely have no oh, it idea. Also said, I really <laughs> thought I like slam dunked it with my gay marriage thing. I'm going to tell you the story because like I had to go down a rabbit hole to figure out what the hell she was talking I about. Tr- and okay. it is insane. I am racking my brain okay. for all of the dumb things and I have Watch, nothing. Listen to listen to this rabbit hole thread. Okay. Because okay? <laughs> I don't do this often, but like every detail here is just like when you get to the end, you're like, how is she mad about this? Okay. Okay. Hulu has a show they have just on their streaming network called Bite Size Halloween. And here's what it is. It's actually really neat. They gave, for season two, mm-hmm. 18 basically brand new filmmakers. They said, we'll give you a little budget mm-hmm. and make a short film. Uh, it's about Halloween. You know, make it something tangential to Halloween, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're going to package them together. You have creative license with, I guess, I don't know what the input back and forth is, uh-huh. but these filmmakers who don't have maybe long resumes, they make these little movies. Okay. Hulu is like, hey, we put out a thing on our network. Sure. Go watch it. It's it's these people. Yeah, the they s- do. Does a couple things like there, yeah. like streaming networks tend to do a lot of things like that. Season two, uh, I did not know there was season one, but this is season two. They said the topics they cover, tangentially related to Halloween, involve topics like race, beauty, sexuality, etc. Every filmmaker is bringing their thing sure. into the mix. Okay, the goal of the series, according to the people producing it at 20th Digital Studio, like 20th Century Fox, but their new version of that. Uh-huh. Here's what they said on their website. Our goal is to, quote, guide and finance the growth of these artists' careers. So, again, it's one of those, like... It's like Project Greenlight. We did this yeah, in the 90s, and Ben Affleck was bad at it then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Like, they're giving these people a chance. Yeah, sure. they'll market it a little bit, too. But, like, cool. They give you money. You get to make your movie. It's a win-win. And these... Filmmakers get a chance to say, look, I did a thing. It's, it's such a good concept, and my face is reflecting the fact that this is going to go poorly for literally everybody. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. It seems no? fine. Okay. It seems fine. I'm just nervous. Um, and by the way, Artists the short films... do get taken advantage of. <laughs> the short films that were made for this Hulu series... Individually, they were shown on Freeform, which used to be, what, like, Lifetime? Oh, no, shoot. Like, it was shown on Freeform, yeah, yeah, yeah. shown on FX... On YouTube, like on their branded channels sure. and stuff. And it exposes their work. Like they did get paid for it, but it does expose their work to a larger audience. So cool. The series itself. Now, where do they get the money to pay for all the stuff for, to give to the filmmakers so they can make their things? Mm-hmm. It turns out Mars, the candy company, said, yeah, we will sponsor what you're doing. And in exchange, like we get to slap our commercials. Sure. Right? Like that's, that's how it works. That's how so, art and commerce yeah, do. Mar- uh, Mars makes Twix, Snickers, Skittles, a bunch of other Halloween favorites, stuff Skittles like that. Skittles are garbage candy. Yeah. There you go. But the other ones, not Don't so much. So turns out one of these small films, short films, uh, directed by someone named Bridget Maloney, it was called The New Nanny. It was like three minutes long. I watched it. Here's how it goes. 
uh, there is like a quote unquote goth witch like nanny uh-huh. who shows up to a house and says, I'm your new babysitter. I'm totally paraphrasing this. I did. No, I watched it last it. week. She's <laughs> like, I'm your new babysitter. And the child is like, uh, I'm scared of you, basically. But they you see little montage of them like doing their doing his homework together. She turns out to be a lovely nanny. Great. And it turns out this boy also likes to wear a dress. <gasps> And so he goes out in his princess dress and the kids make fun of him. And at one point, the nanny is like, how dare you make fun of the person I am, (laughs) yeah, my child here that I'm watching over my charge. And so she basically is like, wait a minute. And she inhales and then blows the bullies away. And it's some cute little like, Oh. oh. There, they got their little G-rated well, revenge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, I think the tagline was, we're both outcasts in some way, but we can make it work. We'll stick together. It's cute. Uh-huh. It was fine. So the boy, I should say, never described as transgender. He's just a boy who likes to wear dresses. All Which right. Which is pretty chill. Um, Maloney, the director, said her kids love to, quote, express themselves more fully through their clothes. And this film took that to another level. She said... What kind of power do you have when you own your identity? And how can you extend that power to those who need help? That's kind of what she was thinking when she put this thing together. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So she makes this movie. At the very end of it, like at the end of the short Hulu segment, there is a little ad for Twix because Mars is sponsoring this thing. Okay. (laughs) Now here's what happens. Here's what happens. Right wing media picks up on this. And they, here's one tweet that went very viral. Um, <sighs> Twix sponsored this Halloween ad. And they show the entire film with Twix uh, at the very beginning and very end of it. And then some people are commenting like, I don't get it. Like, they didn't even talk about Twix in the ad. Well, well, that's because, one, it's not an ad. Two, Twix had nothing to do with the actual content. It's a short they film. They supported it, Hammond. <laughs> this is a short film mm-hmm. with a little commercial, or at least a, a, the name of Twix at the very end of it. That's it. It's not an ad for Twix. It wasn't made by Twix. It's not, okay. J.D. Vance, the guy, one of the Republicans running for Senate for, uh, in Ohio, uh-huh. um, he's like, these people ruin everything. I mean, that's our jam. Which I think he was referring to Twix. I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, another conservative. This ad supports two separate kinds of child abuse, which I think means blowing away the bully and uh, a child wearing a dress. Oh, I thought it meant giving a child Twix. Maybe it's too much sugar for um, them. Southern I Baptist leader. So the message is this. Lie to children about how God made them. Anyone who opposes this lie is by definition a villain. It's funny to destroy the people who oppose the lies. I don't do boycotts, but this one is actually making me reconsider. Isn't it funny when... Cons- and it always seems to be conservatives who lack an understanding of... I think that this thing shouldn't be happening. They're like, so you want everybody like that dead? I'm like, well, I don't know if I <laughs> They said oppose cancel that. culture, but also Twix needs to go away but also, forever. Twix is the only problem that's happened in the United States, and I'm really glad they could zero the in thing on is, it. You could watch any of these short films. They all have some candy at the beginning and end of it, because that's who's sponsoring the thing. And all it is is short films sponsored by Mars for the sake of boosting the profiles of these filmmakers. They do that in, uh, I go to fucking Cantera AMC or something like that, the movie theater. They have like student films all the time. And like, 
Yeah, they're like so inoffensive. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah, I, I the whole thing made me laugh, and also it just shows you how they're just trying to gin up anger over nothing because they have nothing. What are they mad about? They're mad about a boy wearing a dress and this nanny not saying to the boy, no. The nanny says, okay, whatever. It's not a big deal. Almost universally, almost universally, the things that conservatives are mad about is shit that does not affect them or is happening outside them. And the shit liberals get mad at is like, well, you're trying to murder us and we'd really prefer you to. Please don't. How dare you try to cancel me now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've got another. Are you done? Okay, I've got another uh, comment. I'm just going to skim through these because um, I love them. Uh, this next comment for a 400th episode. I love this show so much. Y'all have been there for me since the beginning of my deconversion. Back when I thought I was a cishet dude, your show led me to Sawbones and On Rand, that's Ona Ross and Carrie, and was instrumental in guiding me through a lot of the deconstruction of my religious trauma. Here's to 400 more. Love you both. And that is from Emmy Teagan. So we have been with Emmy Teagan through her incorrect gender into finding out who she is. And that's fucking that's cool awesome. as hell. And I do want to say things like this. Um, she said uh, the show led to her to Sawbones and On Rack, which could not recommend either of those. But I sent this with Emmy's permission to Ross from Ono oh yeah. Ross and Carrie. And he sent me back another one that like <laughs> there's a lot of ping pong between our listenerships of I found them through us and I found us through them. Um, but he also gives his love, Emmy. Thank you for uh, for posting. These are all from our um, Facebook. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, we do have a private Facebook group for listeners. We do. Uh, the link Hemet is on our a show guy notes. out who I was trying to bully, and um, it was pretty rude of him. <laughs> that guy did not care for me or my brand. He genuinely, it's probably still up somewhere, he genuinely posted on the Facebook page to be like, Listen, I'm in this group. I don't listen to the podcast and not know who this bitch Jessica is. So can she get off my ass? That was basically his whole like thesis statement. And everyone's like, why are you here? And he's like, <laughs> if thou shalt talk to me rude. I There's a thing that, that almost certainly white perfectly. men do is as soon as they like are in trouble for something, they start talking like they're a Dickensian villain <laughs> and like... Well, I have these certain things, and you are no longer being civil Like, you know he wears the bow tie and suit as he's writing Facebook comments. Oh, completely. Anyway, he was a monster, (laughs) and I didn't get to bully him nearly as much as I thought I deserved to. I won't block them next time. No, it's fine. (laughs) I was just eating dinner. This is a small potatoes thing, but it made me laugh, and so I wanted to share it. Uh, We've talked about those new independent fundamentalist Baptist churches that just... They just say stupid shit for the sake of riling up people who are watching them. But they're also super prolific on YouTube. And YouTube doesn't ban them all. And when they do, it's whack-a-mole with their YouTube channels. Can you tell me off the top of your head, what is it, what has it been that's gotten, like, YouTube bans happening? Is it, like, Um, hate speech? Do they have to, like, really dabble into, like, hate speech? If they use a slur and if they have multiple, and if they advocate 
outright violence. So when you, I watch their stuff okay. so because I got nothing better to do. Small. I watch their stuff and they are very like you could see they really want to say the government should execute gay people. They certainly can't. But what say they that. don't say is we should do anything about that. They're very much like, listen, y'all. I I I want to be very clear. The government should do this. I'm not saying we should. Like they tiptoe around that, but sometimes they screw up and just say what they're actually thinking. Oh, the and quite that's loud. They love yeah. that these days. Anyway, uh, this particular one, I'm talking about Steadfast Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. There's actually a couple Steadfast Baptist mm, churches. Steph this guy's, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, Brother Matt Adair, and I just you don't know him. I just want to point out here's <laughs> what he me did. Who I don't know. Yeah. Here's here's a little thing that he did. Okay. He takes out like who is he? Uh, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> pastor dude takes oh, out a pastor. little play arrow, and then he goes off on an extended metaphor. You know, if you go to shoot an arrow, you don't want to shoot an arrow that's crooked. You don't want to shoot an arrow that has a twist to it. If it's crooked, it's not going to fly straight. It's going to fall. It's going to hit the ground. It's not going to hit its target. It's not going to hit its mark. Um, So if you're shooting an arrow, you got to make sure it's straight. And you know when you're actually crafting your own arrow? Because I believe how we should apply this. Children are like arrows. I'm so annoyed by you right now. Sorry, this is my Oklahoma accent. (laughs) Um, I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Here's what he says at the end of this arrow metaphor thing. And you know what? Obviously, I mean, I think all of us got this down. We don't really have to worry about this, but hey, all the boys should be straight. Bing bong. Amen. Found you. Our children need to be straight, okay? And you know, that's not something we obviously don't need to worry about that. Because look, if they get saved, there is a one hundred percent, you know, one hundred percent reliability. Take it to the bank. If they're saved, they're straight. If they're growing up in a church like this, they'll be saved. They'll be straight. Okay? Unquote. They're still pretty mad about gay people existing, huh? So much. It's so... But this... Like, where does he think gay people come from? Other other gay people. They're like um, they're like earthworms. If you cut like, a gay person in half, it becomes two gay people. This is what I don't... I actually... I understand sorry, the... you didn't laugh at that very good joke. Very nice. I understand <laughs> the... I understand the they just hate gay people. Super I get the bigots. Um, what it's I don't othering, Hammond. You know that it's we, just othering. Yes, and what I don't get is the um, if you raise them in church right, they won't become gay. Like famously, how, no Christians have ever been gay. That's yeah. science. Like where do these? I know he knows that gay Christians exist. Of course he does. Like. This but idea that you just weren't taught right growing up. Like, there are gay Christians, there are gay people who will tell you the fundamentalist churches they grew up in I and mean, that they genuinely did believe. And guess what? That has nothing to do with their orientation. I, I mean, I think we can almost always place these things, whether it's being gay, whether it's being not white, which is a really inconvenient, pe- <laughs> inconvenient thing people do a lot is not be white. It is just a shortcut for saying the people like, not like us are bad. Yeah. And so when you are, and so it's doing two things. It's saying that every person who is gay is an other and is a bad person. And it's also saying to anybody in that congregation, if you do not walk the good Christian line. Right. You are not part of us. So stay out of And your that kids closet. are going to get it by, and, you know, catching the gay. It's, it's, it sucks. And, and you know, the funny thing is that we, we've talked about Hemant for years and years now that the population of religious people is shrinking. 
um, and arguably becoming galvanized, but but the number of people and it's shit like that. Like we 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 see young people are less religious than anybody was. Um, it, Side note: If anyone watches Full Frontal with Samantha B, this week one of her correspondents did a whole segment on the uh, move, uh, the shift away from organized religion. Oh yeah, into uh, into none spiritual. Oh, okay, <laughs> into nunness. But I mean, I don't. Uh, to me, that's the thing that's most interesting is this sort of like weird thing that they have. Everybody has to be exactly the same and believe the same thing, and that's necessarily pushing people out. You know what maybe I was listening in the sermon. I was like, I'm waiting for the word. I'm waiting for the word. He never said it. Which was lesbian. It none of the stuff he talked about about applied to women. He was only talking about the sons have to be straight. Never mentioned daughters. Never talked about that. That I don't know if he thinks they don't exist or if that's somehow not the same but thing. But hasn't that always been the thing? <laughs> like, we had, like, obviously in the 90s, like, Ellen DeGeneres is part of it, but it was the will and grace. It was uh, when we talked about, like, queer culture, we talk about sex in the city or whatever, it was always the gay best friend. It's always, like, gay yeah. white men, sometimes yeah. gay black men, but certainly gay men. And lesbians, I think, I think they did it on purpose. <laughs> They're like, we're going to buy our Subarus, we're going to adopt a pit bull, and we're going to move to the Pacific Northwest, and y'all can stay the fuck away from me. I think lesbians know what the fuck is up. Um, I'm going to jump to this one other story before you uh, read something else, because I didn't see this coming, and the whole story is just bananas. Here's what happened. Earlier this year, there uh, a very wealthy man named Robert Thomas Bigelow, who is... <laughs> yep, Sorry. Stop it. You don't get to laugh at the name. Okay, so this guy made his fortune as the owner and founder of the hotel chain Budget Suites of America. I didn't realize that makes you wealthy, wealthy, but like, all right. Budget's right in the name. One would think that his profits would be limited. (laughs) And then he founded Bigelow Aerospace later, because that's what you do when you have money I forgot already that his last name is Bigelow, and I'm thrilled once again. (laughs) So, uh, the New York Times earlier this year ran a profile on this guy, Basically, one, because he's rich, and uh, two, because, (laughs) like, he has a weird obsession with funding, like, supernatural crazy shit. And so they're like, what are you wasting your money on these days? Can I give you a hot take? Uh Uh-huh. I have zero problem with rich people spending their money on stupid shit. When it when when he's the amount of rich that I assume he's not like Jeff Bezos rich, right? Uh I mean cl- he's been cited as a billionaire, really. Uh, though actual numbers were hundreds of millions, which again doesn't matter. It, no, here's what I think. Uh, here's what I think. I think billionaires and millionaires are morally not okay to exist. However, if I'm a millionaire and I have no conscience, yeah, I'm gonna pour millions of dollars in my stupid hobby. Of What's course your stupid I am. hobby? Oh my God. I have so many stupid <laughs> hobbies I could do. One of them would be bun- buying a bunch of donkeys and goats. Those are the two best animals. Everyone knows that. I see. So this guy likes to investigate goats UFOs. Goats rectangle pupil- pupils. UF, UF what? It's true. No. Did you not know that? No. UFOs he likes. He believes in aliens, which, all right, whatever. And he's tried to spend millions of dollars to make these more credible to the American public. Okay, so this is what they said, like, earlier this year. And the reason they also brought it up is because he had just launched 
the Bigelow Institute for Consciousness Studies. Oh, no. Um, and he was hoping... <laughs> no. So he's launching his own little, uh, I don't know, think tank slash research We've institute. We've been talking about think tanks know. a lot. And it yeah. just seems like the way white people want to <laughs> hang out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm open for a think tank if anyone wants to hire me. I'm very smart and loud. There you go. And so he wanted to use this think tank to give credibility <laughs> to the so afterlife. Stupid. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you have hundreds of millions of dollars in your bank accounts, please spend more than $7 on a website because this guy did not. Oh, is it balls? It's, it's Space Jam, the original yes! website. Looks better than this guy's Welcome to Space anyway, Jam. So here's what he did. Here's what he announced earlier in the year. I'm going to hold an essay contest and I'm going to give away a million dollars to the winners if you can show evidence of the afterlife. And so a couple things wrong with this already. Okay. Like evidence of the afterlife? Are you looking for like scientific ironclad proof? He said no. Okay. He said this, uh, he said he's looking for like legal proof. Okay. Like proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Even if you can't prove it scientifically, Like a jury would be persuaded by this. All right, fine. Um, But also the fact that he's saying, I'm going to give away the million dollars to anyone who proves it. This is not like the James Randi million dollar challenge where it said, if you prove it uh, convincingly by the rules we agree to in advance, Uh the money is yours. No, no, no. This guy said, oh, I'm giving away the money. The question is, who's going to get it? Which So the most convincing person of a a crop? (laughs) Yeah, which means he already decided someone's going to win. It's it doesn't real. matter I'm what just they say. To find so the, this week, the, the reason I bring this up, this week he announced the winners, and he also plural said plural winners. Plural winners. He said he was going to do three winners, but like a couple months ago, he's like, "You guys, we're getting so many good entries here. We're gonna have we're more down. winners." It's like, what? Dude, just what's your evidence? Just tell us that because we got. Um, he now gave away. Uh, $1.8 million to 29 different people. So that is like half a million for the winner. And what I'm hearing is none of those millions went to you or me. None of them did. We did not enter. I could really use a million dollars. He said, uh, Bix, his place, said we got 1,200 applicants, 200 met the criteria we needed them to meet. That's a lot more than I would Criteria. Think. You know what the criteria were to be Tell able to enter? Me. You had to have a record of at least five years of study of the field of afterlife, I don't know, biology. Wait, formal? No, we're not going to Formal five years of study. What? What is an accredited Dude. afterlife university? What? Five? It's whatever Barry Weiss just started, I assume. Grifter, you or... Yeah. Oh, the... the uh, you Austin could, University. Yes, you could get I whatever degree you want. I went to college for there. three and a half, not to brag, I graduated in three and a half years, um, as a lit major, and I just wanted to brag about that. Go ahead. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you also you also needed to have an affiliation with a group like the Society for Physical Research in Britain, which is like their higher elite paranormal group. Um. And then I'm just wondering, in your Hemet, yeah. in your opinion, is this his way of blocking people out, or is yes. this just 
just general throwing up walls and he's we don't seriously know. trying to say like you guys i'm not a kook not anyone can enter I i'm s- only looking for like the best <laughs> ghost boy this is like ken ham and answers in genesis have an answers research journal <laughs> where they publish articles about creationism that are bullshit True. but they're written by people with phd after their name so you think it's legit this guy's like i want to weed out the crazy guys who just say aliens on tv Should I get by a the PhD? way he's a guy who says aliens on tv should i get a phd just so i can be like a phd in blogger? psychic research yes <laughs> um it won't be hard and no, he also apparently. said you have uh, there's going to be judging by a panel of specialists which white men <laughs> I think it was more than white men but it was uh how do you have peer reviewers in afterlife studies you, whatever you simply don't you don't this is so all garbage so anyway uh he gave out 1.8 million that's like half a million to the winner and like all the way down to uh 15 losers of that batch who got 20,000 each like lots of money being given away here so i could have gotten paid $20,000 for not being psychic. I do that every day of my life. You, the winner yeah. is a parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlov, whose title of his presentation is called Beyond the Brain, The Survival of Human Consciousness After Permanent Bodily Death. Mm-hmm. It was the unanimous choice by the panel of judges. Mm-hmm. Mishlov's essay, are you ready for the proof? Mishlov's no, essay so included video snippets. Yep. Testimonies regarding Perfect. near-death experiences, mm-hmm. reincarnation cases documented by memories of past lives. Oh, cases! And you say. and seven other types of evidence that consciousness survives physical death. Seven. Those got filed away pretty quick. Yeah, pretty so, quick. So the Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers crowd is like, this is really top quality afterlife proof. Um, uh, can I tell you? I saw my mom for the first time. The I moral of this story, by the way, is tax the rich. That's where I'm going. Yeah, 100%. I saw, I saw my mother today for the first time in like a month, and she's like, so Jessica, I hear you don't like sports anymore. So that's just <laughs> sort of how my family exists, is my dad listens to the podcast <laughs> and transports it over to Phyllis. Nice. Uh, I want to read this next uh, comment. It's from Christiana DeLeon, and it's not a comment as much as a reminder. Don't forget, episode 420 is coming up. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you to deal with that. I, <laughs> I do want to say, I want to tell an amazing story. I, w- I spent today um, with, with some of my mom's side of the family, my grandmother. It's my grandmother's 99th birthday Whoa. today. Um, she's not doing well and, um, we're all hoping that she goes peacefully soon. She's deeply miserable. It fucking, Hey, anybody who has a person who is alive and is not happy about it, I am here for you. It's hard. It's so deeply, very, 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 very hard. However, when we went back to my aunt's place, my cousin's two kids came. Her oldest is 11, I think. And we were playing a card game. And we finished, and somebody won by 69 points, and my cousin's daughter shut everybody up so she could go, you won by 69? Nice. And I laughed, Hemet, I laughed for 25 minutes, 
as my cousin assured me, she doesn't know what 69 means. Oh my God. She just knows it's a joke. And I was crying laughing. It made me so deeply happy in every possible way. Anyway, I'm the dorky cousin, so whatever. Nice. Yeah. So uh, 420's coming up. Do you want to get stoned and do an yeah, episode? Cause it's do you know how hard it is for all for us who have no technical capabilities to Correct. set up shop <laughs> to do this? Mm-hmm. And that's before we drink any wine. Mm-hmm. Imagine how bad that's going to be. Before you drink any wine. Thank you. No, yeah, no, I cannot. Uh, I do not think I can. You won't be good at this. <laughs> you would <laughs> not you. be a good person to get high and hang out and talk about bullshit. Maybe I'll get stoned and talk to you on a bonus episode. <laughs> it won't be good or interesting or funny. I'll think it's funny. I think that's the important part. <laughs> anyway, do I have another thing? Hey, While you are looking for that. Wait. Yeah. Shane Grela Hutchinson wants to remind us of four words. Yellow. Pocket. Angel eggs. Oh, my God. The Duggars. Nothing. It upset me. The Duggars did not want to say deviled eggs, so they made that euphemism for it's it. It's truly, as a marketing professional and a human, they couldn't have done worse on that one. <laughs> They're really whiffed. Right, I'm going to talk yeah. about, uh, do you know who the log cabin Republicans are? Yeah, they're gay people who also hate poor people. Yes, that's the correct <laughs> so, answer. They are good? gay conservatives who are desperate for approval from hey, the Republican Party. Listen, I am fully in support of the LGBTQ community. That doesn't mean white gay men can also be horrible. Yes. Congratulations, and you made it. So the Log Cabin Republicans held their annual whatever you want to <sighs> call it. Fucking pits. Guess where they held it? At Mar-a-Lago, oh, naturally. really? Donald Trump was in attendance. Uh, Melania was there. So were some other Republicans who... A lot of a lot of gay people are members at Mar-a-Lago? I'm just wondering. I don't know. No? I don't know who they're... I, don't, I would be curious and if there I were more straight clear. people than gay people at the, at the event... Um, cause again, you need money to get in this place. Sure, sure, sure. But it's basically the goal here is to say, Hey, look, there are three gay conservatives and we want the approval of the establishment. I mean, this is the same thing I have. My, my dad loves to, uh, send me, uh, anti-Trump emails. Yeah. And apparently, have you heard this? That apparently Trump's, uh, team or whatever feels fully responsible for killing Herman Cain. Because they're like, we dragged him into this conference and uh-huh. he did not want to be there. And then he died. Anyway. And then a Reddit was born. And then a Reddit, Reddit was, was born. born. Anyway. What, uh, what is it? Uh, Herman Cain Award. Herman Cain Award. Yeah. Everybody get so on there. So the Republican National yes. Committee Chairwoman, Rana Romney McDaniel, she spoke. Romney, did you say? You oh, kind of mumbled right. over that one. So yep. are you saying that somebody who is big in the Republican Party was born into it? Uh, yes. So strange. In the family. So weird. So Ronna McDaniel said, she spoke at the event. She said the GOP is committed to working with the Log Cabin group. And here's what else she said. Conservatives in Log Cabin don't just share our vision for a free, secure, and prosperous America. They enrich it by adding unique perspectives to our party and recruiting even more diverse candidates and supporters to join our cause. Sounds like something a Democrat would say. <laughs> and then she went on to say, the RNC is launching our first ever RNC Pride Coalition. Which, 
Oh, I get boy, why this is about to be embarrassing. Eh? <laughs> I get why she's saying it. Her job is to make the party bigger and better, uh, which yeah, of course, uh-huh. they're trying to. I get why the log cabin people want approval from her because they want any sort of credibility because it's not like gay people like them. Um, so, <laughs> so there's Sorry. that. Yeah. But like, what exactly would it mean for the Republican Party to say we are forming a coalition with your group because we love gay people? Because they don't. Their policies don't. Their candidates no, definitely I mean, don't. When we talk about tokenism, right, we have we have the, the log cabin Republicans. We have the Herman Cains who are now dead, so mm-hmm. they have to find Herman Cain number two. They don't, the thing is, they're not trying to reach out to those groups of people to say, like, hey, 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 we're going to make things better for queer people in this country. They're saying, hey, 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 we're going to make things better for rich people. And you're more rich than you are gay. <laughs> so yeah. genuinely, they are they are prey. I think they are preying on people who at some point, rich people are all monsters. We all know this. At some point, you're protecting wealth is more important than protecting your identity. It's the O.J. Simpson thing is I'm not black, I'm O.J. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you are rich, you transcend your whatever people are looking down at you for. And so that's all these and people again, they, are praying on. Uh, the Republican Party in, on this thing, they speak very much like evangelical pastors who say, no, 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 you are welcome if you're gay. We do love gay people. It's only when you get to whatever, Ew, like, level five of the Scientology courses right. where they're like, oh, no. Right, 100%. No, let us fix you. Anyway, here's what I found, especially, first of all, that coalition doesn't exist. It it's not going to exist beyond the speech she gave. Oh, okay. Nothing's going to oh, happen. So she there. declared it without. She declared it, and so then... it's not like they've been like ramping it up, and then she announced it. <laughs> right. She just pitched it. I'm pretty sure that's how this is going to work. Cool. Yes. No notes. You're um, nailing it as usual. Tony Perkins, the head of a hate group called the Family Research Council. Yes, yes, yes. He spoke out against oh. what was said at this meeting. Here's what he said. Um, he said. As part of RNC leadership, this guy, he, he was part of the RNC platform committee in 2016 that basically wrote anti-gay bigotry into the Republican platform. Mm-hmm, and he's like, this is something that Rana did on her own. And then dot, dot, dot. I think she needs to step down. She has <gasps> outlived her purpose at the RNC. So because she paid lip service to gay people for like two seconds and said, yeah, we totally want your votes, and that's literally all we are ever going to do in this transaction for you. Um, he thinks she should retire from being the head of the Republican Party because he's just open about how, wow. no, 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 the Republican Party hates gay people, and we got to let the world yeah, know it. Yeah, don't, don't let those assholes think that we like them for a second. Yeah. So, okay, boy, oh boy, who's this guy who wants her to step down? Tony Perkins. And is he, like, uh, how he big is, is a, his dick in this situation? Yeah, he is a guy who once ran for office, and there is a picture of him in front of a Confederate flag. How's that for telling you about this so guy? So he's a Republican candidate. What do you, why do you think that would, like, narrow it down? So, yeah. I, okay, my question is this. In your opinion, is this, I don't know, like, is his desire to, like, push down women... Mm-hmm. Do you think that is going to be the thing of the Republican Party? Is they're going to remain white and male and reject other other points of view and and, and actively reject say queer shit of like p- 
people we could open this door a little bit to like let some people in, but we're not fucking gonna. We're not. That's gonna, what's pissing him off. We're not gonna off. lose the purity. Of- he doesn't care that she's a woman. He cares that she suggested that yeah, Republicans are fine with gay people. We do want your votes, and he's mad that they were trying to include them in the tent because the Republican Party, in his mind, should not yeah. be reaching out to LGBTQ people. Like, just out of the question from the get-go. And, again, his own history is, like, full of white supremacy type of stuff. So I'm not surprised to hear it, but it just amused me that he's mad at her for a completely different reason than I'm mad at her. Genuinely, if you have a friend or a family member who is, like, a capital S, capital G, small government Republican, I would love to get him, him, obviously, (laughs) him or her, him, on recording to explain to to me why the government being as small as possible also means gay people can't get married because because genuinely really mm-hmm. and truly this isn't like me being a bitch well i mean it is always but like truly if i am a person who believes government should be apart from human you know from from everyday shit then to me that means any two people who want to get married to be able to get married right, because the government why does the government stay out of it. care yeah no if you're trying to explain hypocrisy among republicans good luck with that it's just part of the par- party um i did as soon don't, as i hear don't you want to know why how that works in their brain that's no. the thing that fucking makes me crazy how does that there's work no in their consistency brain? how does abortion work in their brain of the, the government can't say anything or do anything except for these four things that we've decided. Yeah, their argument for vaccine is my body, my choice, but that doesn't apply to women a at any point. human woman said that to me. She said, when it comes to the vaccine, I think my body, my choice. And I was wearing high heels and I almost fell off them. <laughs> and anyway, I, you're yelled, gonna, at, you're I gonna, yelled at her husband later the, that night. That story, though, when you have these gay people the log cabin Republicans so desperate for approval from Mm -hmm. like Republican leaders. It totally reminds me of the atheists doing everything they can uh, as Republicans to find approval with the CPAC crowd that doesn't care for them. They definitely have no like staying power among atheists because it's like, well, everything you you support a party that actively fights church state separation I know atheists aren't in lockstep on everything, but it's like maybe church state separation is good. Republican Party opposes that. Keeping religion out of politics in general. No, Republican Party doesn't want to do that. Yeah, I do think this is a thing we have talked about a lot. And I think it's relevant. I think it's always relevant when we talk about like atheist politics of being an atheist does not mean you're leftist. However, it's very hard to look at right wing politics and justify them if you're not using religion. And so I think that's when you talk. I mean, yeah. just because if you're an atheist who is fiscally conservative, you're a monster, but you're still an atheist. If you're rich, but you're an atheist, <laughs> yeah, okay. there's a lot of things Fair you're willing enough. to do. If you're a rich white guy, you're probably. But it, yeah. yeah. That I is their know. group primarily. Not everybody, but of it's definitely it's funded for- by a handful of people with money who's like, yeah, I'll pay for your CPAC table. I'll yeah. pay for you guys Apparently, to travel when here. You're ri- when you're rich enough to a certain point, you just only want to go to. Listen, if you're rich, you get to go to so much fancy garbage. Like, just go buy yourself dinner. You don't have to (laughs) spend money to oppress gay people to do it. You can get mediocre steak anywhere. 
It's like Squid Game. They just want to see other people suffer for their enjoyment, and that is what their idea of fun is. I do only want to talk about Squid Game for the rest of the. That episode. is what the bonus episode is going to be. Just great. Uh-huh. I was going to mention the thing I've watched recently, <laughs> yeah. but what the fuck does that uh, matter? You're going to enjoy this one. This okay. is in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The uh-huh. Spotsylvania County School Board took a step this week of demanding, demanding that demanding that all school library books with quote sexually explicit content removed from the shelves just gone they I hate voted Shakespeare too. they voted 6 to 0 to order the removal one of the board members was not there uh, for the vote and then as if that wasn't enough two of the board members decided to just keep talking uh, one of them, his name is uh, Rabbi. Wait, they kept talking as in their filibustering, or they no, just... kept talking in defense of why what they want to do with these books. Um, what do they want? One do of with the books? the board members said, "I think we should throw those books in a fire." Can you tell me what? Do they have specific books on their list? Nope. They don't. They don't. There's no nuance here. Sexually explicit no, tr- no, content. I, sorry, I'm not trying to do a bit. Yeah. Like they they clearly have like. Like what triggered citing. them to yeah. do this? They cl- I, I cannot be clear enough. I'm not doing like a fun, cool yeah. bit. The book what that got them this? to do this is called 33 Snowfish by Adam Rapp. And it here's the story. It uh, This is a description I'm reading. It concerns three homeless teenagers attempting to escape from pasts that include sexual abuse, prostitution, and drug addiction. Mm, Basically a young adult novel about these guys who are struggling, and they talk about what they went through in the past, Uh and I would hope how they overcame it. Um, But it does include scenes about sex, because that's a part of their life. Well, I I mean... Um, I read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. So... I read the Bible. It has plenty of sex. And you know what I mean? Like... That's the thing that tipped them off. And now they're Ray like... Gatsby has some terrible violence I mean, in here's it. here's the thing. You could go down the list of classic works of literature. Forget young adult novels that are like just coming of age stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are classical novels that have sex in there. Explicitly so. It's part of the literature because it's a part of life. Right. And again, here's what one of the board members said. I think we should throw those books in a fire. Another guy said... So book burning. Got yeah. it. Another guy said, I want to see the books before we burn them so we can identify within our community that we are eradicating this bad stuff. Imagine being like, I'm burning books and I'm the good guy. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the jokes write themselves like, I know one book you haven't read. You know what I mean? Like, it's all there. Um, Can you, uh, again... And the the guy who suggested the book burning in question, he said about that 33 uh, Snowfish... A book. What did he say about what year it? Is this? Okay, I'm gonna look um, it up. He said he didn't like the idea of that book being on school division library shelves for one more night, and that the fact that it is in a school library means public schools would rather have our kids reading gay pornography than about Christ. Which, by the way, his rule would get the Bible off the shelves. Can you tell me the name of that book again? Thirty three snowfish. Snowfish. Okay, also, so thirty three fish. Came up with nothing. Snowfish. <laughs> um, listen, if you're a teenager who is curious about, quote, gay pornography, I promise you you're not learning about it in young adult literature. That's not where you're going for your content. And again, these are the cancel culture people. These are the ones who are like, you can't get rid of Dr. Seuss. Let's burn all the books 
in all of English I, canon. I genuinely <laughs> got into like a full on Twitter fight, which I do infrequently because obvious reasons. And recently, one school in like fucking Canada or maybe Australia or something in the Commonwealth, um, they said they were going to take out. So when I say the canon, do you know what that means, Hammett? Of literature? Like liter- a literary of canon. The famous. The, the, the core yeah. guys. Um, and so the, apparently this place in, in, I think, Canada said we're no longer going to have Lord of the Flies in our canon because we think it just sort of emphasizes, like, centers white maleness, which is very true, and I can tell you that because I reread Lord of the Flies this year for the first time since high school, and I will say I loved that book, but it's genuinely just about 12-year-old boys who immediately want to murder each other because <laughs> boys are monsters, apparently, according to this book. So all that's to say is there is a place in, in, in Canada that's like, hey, maybe we don't need to teach Lord of the Flies because what the fuck are we trying to teach people with this? <laughs> Which, Yeah, we can revise the canon. The idea of getting rid of these books so students, as if you're going to, if students are going to have access to books, it's, you know, real libraries also exist outside of school so pe- and you can get books t- on the internet now. This guy on Twitter is like, so you never want any, so you're okay with book burning for Lord of the Flies because there's men in it. And it's like, Hey bud. Hey, I, I, I think the problem comes from, and uh, this is such, okay, I want to say this is such a, like, specifically privileged thing of, you know, the thing of when you are privileged, losing any of that privilege feels very much like, um, it feels like persecution, like persecution, thank you, and it's totally, the, it's just like, hey, they're taking away this one book, and uh, it's bad, and I realized when I was thinking about it, I read it in high school. I don't know that I read any books by women or people of color in high school. I can tell you all of the books I read and they are all. And and so anyway, all that's to me, all, all that's to say is that one book by a white male author about white people comes maybe off the canon for one school district and people were losing him they're ever loving minds. <laughs> they hate that shit. And it's ju- it's very much. I didn't read. It doesn't matter. I didn't read Maya Angelou in high school. I didn't read any of that. Sh- yeah. I read. You have what? to find it on your own. I later. read Hawthorne. I read Fitzgerald. Like all, all of us did. Yep. Anyway, men are so <laughs> delicate. I'm going to talk about one other school here, uh, Briarcrest Christian School in Memphis, Tennessee. Because okay. last week, private Christian school, last week they sent an email to all parents letting them know we're holding an upcoming seminar to offer parents this gospel response to um, LGBTQ issues. Is this a private school? Totally private totally Christian private school. school. They're allowed to do this. Briar but here's what? what the, Briarcrest. And here's what the uh, flyer said. Please join us for an enlightening look into the craziness our culture is throwing at our kids and leave equipped with a gospel response to share with them. I hate this already. When Superman is rewritten to be a homosexual, 
When parents allow kids to choose wait, their... Wait, did I miss... Oh, hold on. Wait, hold did on. I miss Superman fucking another dude? Because I should you not did. have missed that. I'll get to that. Okay. When parents allow yep. children to choose their genders, and some schools are embracing students for being courageous by, quote, coming out and considering transitioning, how do you respond biblically? Okay, let's talk about the points they made there. So boring and annoying. Um, Aren't they boring? That's yes, the thing that bothers yes. me. They're so There's boring. a couple things you got to know about the school. We'll get to that. Superman was Do I not. Trying to put more wine in my wine. You will want to. Su- okay. Yes, <laughs> Superman was not rewritten to be gay. It's that the modern incarnation of the comic book has uh, a different character, technically, like Clark Kent's son. And that son oh. is not even gay. He's bisexual. And that's a storyline oh, they're new. going with. And so now the headline is Superman is gay, which is not accurate for many reasons. I thought, okay. All right. Who children, fucking cares? children so don't boring. choose their genders. Heaven. I know. I know. Isn't this boring? And also, yes, schools should welcome students regardless of orientation or identity. Um, like the biblical response. Yeah, we decided this already. I know. The biblical response should be, uh-huh, that's nice. Be happy. Go yeah. shut up and get out your math homework. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Yeah. The flyer begins spreading. Alums of the school start getting pissed off because, like, it looks bad on them when their private Christian school that they went to is in this the is news. Bennett all over again. For, yeah, when your school's in the news for bigotry. Um, and a couple things you should know about the school. One is that you know why Briarcrest was created in the first place? Why it opened up? It was created. Wait, wait, can yeah, I guess? Yeah, please. You get one guess. They didn't want to integrate. Bingo. Woo! It's a segregation academy. Was I so loud I it was, fucked up the recording again? Uh, you probably did. Good job. Um, so this one's not going to be on the no recording. Shit. No, it's all good. So um, it's really because of it's segregation? Fine. Yeah, it's because of segregation. Yeah. They were a segregation academy, a place for white parents to send their kids so they mm. didn't go have to go to the and newly the integrated cloud. Yeah, uh, public schools decades ago. Another thing you the should know about Briarcrest. Probably. Have yep. you <laughs> have you seen The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock? Obviously not. What? Why would I see a movie of... I knew okay, White anyway. Savior shit was garbage yes. in 2013 when it came out. The That's one of those movies. Uh, the You've movie, seen it? I've seen many things. You uh, simply Sandra haven't. Bullock is the White Savior. She's Her family a adopts wig. a black boy who is a football player at the school. He well, turns into a black people star. are good for is to be a professional That is the criticism of the movie. Yeah. White brain. savior saves the black kid. Hey, he Sandy, becomes a professional Sandy, football you player. You didn't have to do this garbage so, movie. So, it's based on a true story, right? Of Obviously, course. they take embellishments. It's Hollywood, whatever. The school that the boy attended? Yeah. Briarcrest. No shit. Yep. They changed Wait, the name in the, in the movie. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I... So... I say all that that. to say this school has a literal reputation for segregation and racism. And what are they back in the news for now? It's bigotry of a different flavor. You don't fucking say. I know. Um, I mean, the people who are most vocal against everything going on is are the people who graduated from this school. And they're like, why why are we doing this? We are Christians. We don't have to do this. One guy um, said... The only, this is a graduate of the school. The only thing, he is Christian. The only thing that will come from these lectures is more LGBTQ plus children contemplating, attempting, or successfully dying by suicide. Mm-hmm. I should know, I contemplated suicide throughout oh, my schooling buddy. at Briarcrest because I was mercilessly bullied, attacked, and called an F word every single day. Oh. I'm lucky to be alive, no thanks to the Briarcrest administration. 
um, I'm embarrassed to tell people I attended this school. That's from a graduate um, of this place, not even people like me. Um, and again, this place, <laughs> I, they went on. They went ahead and did the like, lecture. Listen, junior high is miserable for 95% of people. Can you imagine layering on the fact that teachers are, bur- are bullying you on mm-hmm. top of students? It's not okay. Um, I mean, if you want to stop this sort of thing, obviously, private school, they have a right to do all this. No one's saying they don't. But if you actually want this to stop, then alums have to stop giving money to these schools. Parents who care should stop sending their kids to these schools and paying for it. And at the very least, all of us need to be open about like, yes, these Christian private schools, this is what they do. Don't pretend that there's some... You know, yes, it's religious, but it's a good school. Like, this is what they do well, when we, they are left to their own devices. We, we tend to think that religion is a net positive. And so uh-huh. we, we give, we as a society, not him and me personally, we give religious institutions a little more wiggle room, assuming that they're ultimately doing good. But if you are the kind of person who thinks that, like, queer people should feel at home in their life, then no, these places aren't doing good. They're doing active bad. I do have a happy story for you. You'll like this. There's a restaurant called Luna Rotisserie in Carborough, North Carolina. I think there's actually two restaurants in North Carolina, different cities. Um, But earlier this year, a group of anti-vaxxers came in the restaurant, were told to put on their masks, and they got pissed (laughs) off, right? Mm -hmm. And so after they had to leave, they uh, left one of the people left a one-star review of the restaurant on Google. Here's what it says. Did he make a shirt out of it? Wait for it. Yes, I can't wait. This place is full of satanic activity. As free-breathing humans, we were discriminated against. The waitstaff refused to serve our laughing, smiling faces. I cannot believe the treatment we received here as if we were below them. If you like freedom, go elsewhere. One star. I do love freedom. And again, there's no way they were laughing and smiling. I... These people don't laugh and also, smile. Also, if I walked at a ta- up to a table when I, in my the fucking 10 years when I waited tables and somebody was like, <laughs> hello, I would like an iced tea. I would run <laughs> out the building so the restaurant's owner yeah uh i guess one of the is it workers a chain or is it a there's two restaurants oh you did say that yeah yes. so one of the employees said uh the owner walked in today with a t-shirt with that review printed on it and so just a funny image of funny. satan wearing a face mask and the, i guess the employees and public were like you have to sell this and they are. If you go on their like order online menu now uh-huh. uh, for that restaurant, you can order like beverages, food, merchandise, and you can order this shirt. But it was sold out when I looked last time. I would love that. <laughs> I wear a size large in t-shirt and everybody can send one to me. I there that's you go. so fucking funny. I'm debating how many I'm gonna all right, I'm doing this one because it made me crack up because it came from our buddy Greg Locke. World. Greg, oh, Greg Locke. Locke. Yeah, he's banned on Twitter, but he's still around. Um, two things you got to remember uh, before I say the story. One is just this week, he yelled at his own congregation oh. because at an event the week before, they started chanting, uh, let's go Brandon, the Biden euphemism, oh, like F you Biden. That took me a few weeks to understand, <laughs> and it was upsetting. I'm not even going to go into it, but they started yeah. chanting, let's go Biden, during an event at the church. I don't even think Locke was on stage that let's day. Let's go Brandon. Let's be uh, clear. Brandon, sorry. Yeah, let's go Brandon. Wait, explain what that means. Um, 
a NASCAR driver named Brandon won a race. He's being interviewed by the sports reporter person interviewing him. Mm. And in the background of the where the camera is, you can hear the crowd chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And the reporter being like, I don't know if she was doing this um, on purpose, trying to change the subject, or she genuinely didn't know what they were saying at first. She said, I think they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And I don't know who knew that or not, but that became a euphemism for like, it's a good way for Christians and to say fuck Joe Biden. sunglasses wearing, backward hat wearing, mm-hmm. car profile just says, let's go, Brandon. Right, it's their way of saying, fuck you, but like, you can't yell at them for saying oh. the F word because we're sophisticated. I have been working NASCAR on five years drivers. how to say men in different ways so Facebook doesn't ban me anymore. And um, I'm glad that the conservative movement has really landed on that <laughs> pretty easily because it's... I don't know if it's... Wor- like, so when the Democrats passed the bipartisan infrastructure bill, there was a hashtag trending on Twitter, uh, thanks, Brandon, or thanks... I don't know what it said, but it's like, don't use their word. It, oh, no. like, thanks Obama kind of thing? Yeah, that sort thanks of thing. Brandon? That's anyway, stupid and Greg Locke yells at his church oh, for yeah. saying, let's go Brandon during church. And he basically says, this is an embarrassment to the body of Christ. As if Greg Locke is not an is embarrassment. Catholic? No, Christian. He I, used the word body. I know it's a weird thing for him to say. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, well, that's unusual for you because you say horrible things about yeah, Democrats all the time. Interesting, though. The other thing you should know, back in August, mm-hmm. the House Select Committee that's investigating the insurrection, they sent a letter to the National Archives basically saying, we need the following paperwork from you. Uh, we need all documentation, all uh-huh. communication between certain people, like the president and the administration, and any contact they had with the following people, like Steve Bannon and stuff. And yes, Greg Locke was on this list. And it was kind of hilarious, but also uh, Greg Locke was there the day of the riots, but he has consistently said he didn't go in the building, he didn't participate in the riots. I've never seen any evidence to counter that. Like, so I'll take him So he somehow there. was cowardly t- twice on that day he <laughs> yeah, both like, was cowardly enough to think that the election was stolen but not but he said i did brave not enough go to into go the into right. the building to do it so he's just the worst yeah so but he's talked about it so much that the committee is like we want to know if anyone in the white house was talking to this guy and we sure. want those records so we'll see if they get them anyway i bring this up because on wednesday night he was preaching in a circus tent, as he does. As one knows. And he goes into this rant. I'll read you just a little bit of it. Okay. He's like, I got a message today basically saying, hey, have you gotten your subpoena yet? And here's what he says. I said, nope, but I hope I do. You hear me? I hope I do. I can't wait to sit up in the halls of justice, stand up to my feet, and in the name of Jesus, rebuke that Jezebel demon, baby-killing pedophile in the name of Jesus Christ, on national TV, he's talking about Nancy Pelosi. Um, oh, and really? then he says, "Ain't a bit scared." So FBI, I hope I get my subpoena soon. I've been waiting. A couple things about this: Pelosi's not on the committee, uh-huh. so I don't know who he's going to yell this to. Two, he's not going to get subpoenaed because there's no reason for him to get subpoenaed. Because as far as we know, and I, I weirdly as far do, as his. Uh, As far as he's concerned, he wasn't involved in the planning or participation of this. I've never seen anything to suggest otherwise. So why would he be subpoenaed at all? 
Honestly, the problem, the real problem is nobody's ever called me a Jezebel. So what am I even doing here? And then this idea that you think you're going to be televised on national TV. So you have a soapbox to yell. And the same guy who's like, you guys are embarrassing Christianity by saying, let's go, Brandon. Here he is. Jezebel demon baby. Oh killing my god, he's pedophile. so brave. So rooted he in his so prince. wants to be a martyr who can be persecuted. He wants a subpoena, not because like he thinks he can beat it or something, but so he could wave it around and say, They're out to get me, but really they're out to get you. So, you know, give me money and do his thing. And there's no way he would stand up to his feet because if he was subpoenaed and if he was testifying, his pants would be all wet. He couldn't get uh, up. Uh, Pants pain. Honestly, it's so funny how these people think that um, when they get subpoenas, that uh, subpoenaed, that is the moment that they're really gonna like stick it to the man. And all of these people <laughs> have gotten subpoenaed are like, I'm so sorry, my wife didn't know anything about it, or their wives like <laughs> turned them in. Like this sort of like bravery thing they're doing is incredible until they get called in to be held responsible for yeah. it, and they're like, I. Listen, yes, I was wearing horns on my head, but it was a metaphor (laughs) for democracy. I'm going to run through two more because I really like these stories. Uh, These are quick. In Anchorage, Alaska, they have an Equal Rights Commission. Commission's job is to make sure uh, we can provide free and confidential services to the public in cases involving discrimination and harassment. Awesome. Mm. Nine members on this committee. They're uh, nominated by the mayor, approved by the city council. No real issue with any of that. Yeah. The weird thing is that one of the guys who was just nominated to the Equal Rights Commission is a guy named Cheston McRae. Who is Cheston? Cheston McRae. Who is McRae? He's a pastor. A white gentleman. Black gentleman. You lose. You failed. That's on me. Um, He's a pastor of Praise Temple Ministries and a self-described prophet, which, okay, whatever. Black people in Alaska. I know. Yeah. Um, It's not a deal breaker that he's a pastor or whatever he Uh thinks about himself, but... On his Facebook wall, according to a website called The Blue Alaskan, they were like, we see his Facebook wall. There's plenty of anti-LGBTQ stuff on here. Um, He... At one point, he wrote that his six-year-old niece had randomly shared with him how upset she was to see a gay pride walk during the mayor's inauguration. Uncle, I don't understand why people want to be gay. You don't get the same benefits that God created for a real man and wife. Wait, sorry. That's his daughter or niece saying that to him. And he's like, you guys, she makes a good point right there. Are we respecting out of the mouths of babes or are we still in the phrase, in the phase of millennials are 12 and therefore they don't get any good say because um, I feel she's like six. I don't care what she says. He's posting this like she makes a good point, which is messed up. And then six year olds are famously good at policy. Yeah. That's what I like about that. And then them. someone else posted on her Facebook wall quoting him. So I don't have the original, but she said this, she's saying this like, you guys, he, he this is from him yeah. and she's praising him for it. If you are a feminine, sissy, lips-shining, self-tasting, makeup-wearing, wrist-bending, candy-smelling he-shes, you will not lay your pretty nails, hands on me. That's apparently a quote from this guy. Can I just guess that, did he say self-smelling? Self-tasting. Oh, self-tasting. Okay, that means that guy watches porn and <laughs> jerk off into their hands and then taste it. There you go. I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's not my jam, and it's fine <laughs> if it's yours. 
But certainly that is not something that just people kind of know about. So this guy just posts this stuff, I guess, yeah. on his Facebook that guy wall. His own he comp. was nominated. So many times. He loves he, it. He was nominated for the Equal Rights Commission. Mm. Why? It's because he's buddy it's buddy. Alaska. It's because he's buddy buddy with the mayor and performed the invocation at that guy's inauguration ceremony. Um, but it's clearly not because this guy is an advocate for equality or civil rights. And here's the thing. The day of, like that night this week, the Anchorage Assembly was scheduled to confirm him to that board. Yeah. And by the way, there were nine people on the board, according to the Blue Alaskan, not a reappointed to those seats, included mm-hmm. two immigrants. And one of them, I think, was someone with a physical disability. They were being kicked off to make room for this guy oh, finally. and someone else. Finally, those, um, d- <laughs> those disabled immigrants have had it too, too good, good for too long. So uh, on Tuesday of this week, before they vote, this uh, pastor guy, who clearly did not expect to be at the center of this controversy, says, I'm, re- I'm removing my name from Ooh. contention. So there is that news, at least. Um so happy ending, kind of. Yay. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I got one more quick one. Okay. I, this is important because uh, it's not going to get a lot of media attention. During the Trump administration's like lame duck session in those final months, one of the things they did is they, you know, the government gives a lot of groups money to do work on behalf of the government. Social services, uh, we need you to perform a task, things like that. We'll give you taxpayer money to do it. And sometimes they contract with religious groups Mm. to do food kitchens or whatever it is. And there's nothing wrong with that, provided that those groups follow the rules. Uh Um, One of the things, though, is if you're getting federal money, uh, unless you are like a Catholic nonprofit doing a soup kitchen, the government says, okay, you can set your own rules when it comes to hiring. We're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. What if you're a for-profit company run by a Christian, this is very Hobby Lobby-esque, if you're a for-profit company run by a religious person, can you discriminate in hiring? Of course you can't. But in the final months of the Trump administration, they changed that rule to say the faith exemption, the discrimination using federal dollars is now okay. You can use your own faith-based rules when you're hiring. And you know who uh, instituted those regulations that would allow religious discrimination? Department of Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia, the son of the former Supreme no, Court Justice. Oh, really? Yeah. So, theoretically here. He named his son Eugene? Eugene, yes. After, so, okay. if a Christian man who runs a for-profit, let's say, cleaning company got a federal contract, he could just say, I'm not hiring Jews, if he wanted to. That would have been legal under of this course, rule. Of that's what um, they all want. We can, get, we can make sure we get rid of workers who are pregnant out of wedlock. We can kick out trans or employees. Pregnant, period. Yes, all under the umbrella of religious freedom. It's really inconvenient to be pregnant. Um, Slate's Mark Joseph Stern at the time said these changes would essentially eliminate executive protections for millions of employees mm-hmm. in the U.S. So this week, the Biden administration they proposed a rule change to undo all of that. Finally? Okay. Um, I know it seems like a small thing. I, why didn't it happen sooner? I don't know. It, it takes, take it takes time. They cha- they proposed the rule. They went through the beginning of the process where to undo the thing. That's what happened this week. Um, Americans United for separation of church and state basically said, uh, our laws cannot allow anyone to use their religious beliefs to harm others. No one should be turned away from a government funded job because they can't meet a religious test Rescinding this rule is an important step 
toward restoring religious freedom as a shield and not as a license for government contractors to force their employees to live by their beliefs. Great. It's a good move. Yeah, it should have great. happened. They don't get credit for that. They won't get credit for that, but they should. So, yay. Um, I will stop there. Great. Where do we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jess Bloomke. Um, you can also find me on uh, my Etsy shop, uh, Bitches Get Stitched Done. I am honestly like, it's what, November 11th as we are recording this. I am already starting to get booked up for the holiday. I, I It's just important to understand that like I make all of these cross stitches that I do by hand and they take between five and 20 hours. So I'm already starting to book up for the holiday season. However, if you um, are looking to get a custom cross stitch for a holiday present, um, please go there. Hemet, where can we find you, my friend? Uh, I'm at FriendlyAtheist.com. And again, like we said at the beginning, one, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. uh, If you've been with us this whole time. Yeah, 400 episodes. Um, Any thoughts? No. (laughs) And if you are listening uh, to this podcast, if you are a donor of any level at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. You will now be able to see bonus ep- uh, here, bonus episodes where we talk about stuff that doesn't involve politics yeah. and religion. If what that's a thing you're interested tonight? in, I'm talk about we'll find out very soon. Very soon. We'll find it's out. It's going to be great. Um, cool. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.